Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good morning, everybody. Thursday morning on 97 The Ticket, Old School, Jay Foreman, Rico, myself, all of you. Thanks for hanging out for the next two hours. And got a lot of stuff to talk about on a busy day that, well, <laughs> for me, started last night. This was my first conversation with your coach. The doctor? Yeah. Doctor, yeah. Dr. Osborne was on the station last night. There it is. Yeah. Uh, having those discussions, pretty cool. Um, tell me something that people don't necessarily know about Tom Osborne. Uh, well, I mean, he's been around, so is everybody. Well, he's been around yeah, forever, so but, but, but you and your story, like your engagement. I'd probably say him. that he's, he's a lot funnier than – he probably comes off as, you know, I would say that he is a, I guess it would, maybe they call it dry humor, mm-hmm. very quick witted. Um, I'd probably say that just on the surface. Cause people think like, you know, him being a head coach, he's not going to, you know, it's kind of more like straightforward, but he's, he's pretty quick witted. Um, uh, so that's about it. I mean, every, every, everything else that I would say, people already know, you know, he's great, great man. Um, I will say this, you know, he drove us a lot harder than it probably looked on the surface, surface, which was great because he was hard on us, but fair. The expectations were high, um, but they weren't unfair or unrealistic. And um, he taught us as much about football than light as, than you know as taught us much as much about football as he did about life. And it wasn't even about the one on one; it's just how he went about it and how he was able to use the uh, <clears throat> the driving force of football to teach us about things that we would possibly be coming up on and later on in our life. So those are things that people that are well documented, but I'd say he's pretty funny. Um, I always tell the story or the stories about, you know, getting recruited by Nebraska by chance. So, um, you know, I have, a, you know, when people talking about in-state recruits, check your head, run those guys. I had the experience of it myself where, you know, the Minnesota football program at the, well, at that time was not, very well thought of wasn't very good but they weren't recruiting in-state recruits so if you're not getting a minnesota offer at that point in time back when they, we only had like blue chips or whatever it was called yeah you know you're not really thought of highly but um uh monty kiffin who started the black shirts was the vikings defensive coordinator lane kiffin who's his son who's the you know the, fa- the famous or infamous coach of uh old miss right now me and him were ball boys, but he went to a rival high school, and they had a uh, big old tight end named Dave Watson. Another uh, Division One guy, his name was Lloyd Lloyd Lee. So Nebraska and all the Michigan State and all those guys were looking at 
those three. So then, you know, I played them X, Y, and Z and asked my coaches, you know, story goes on that where they recruited me, you know, and I did well. And the next thing you know, Coach Osborne is, uh, you know, there's the, you know, back then it was always the rumors, right? So it must have came from, you know, the administration that, you know, said coach was coming. And then somebody in that administration must have told one of the gossip people in, you know, out there in the student body. Then next thing you know, somebody's coming in whatever class, oh, you know, Nebraska's here and Coach Osborne. Well, I, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up a Nebraska fan. I was a, grew up a Miami fan. That's where everybody in my family went. Nebraska wasn't recruiting me uh, at that time, or if they were, it was kind of just very minimal, which they weren't at all. And one of my best friends, uh, um, his name was Jason Spinharney. Now he's uh, Father David out in um, New York, uh, is from Lincoln. His whole family is from Nebraska. He looks like a Nebraskan. He's a, definitely a ginger to the utmost degree, but me and he were very, very close. And so we'd always have like a running bet after the Nebraska would play, after Nebraska would play Miami. And obviously Miami would always most likely come out on the top and we'd be, we played basketball together, but he was so excited for Coach Osborne to come. And you would thought that, uh, you know, uh, at that time, Bill Parcells was coming, you know, and obviously there was people knew who Nebraska was and, the, and Coach Osborne. And I remember watching, you know, at that time he could come and walk through school, but he couldn't have conversations with you. And so everybody's kind of gathered around the lo- my locker telling me he's coming and you'd see him and it was like partner of the Red Sea. And then the next, you know, that night he came to my house and, uh, you know, he had, you know, talked to my dad. My dad felt very comfortable with him, which was obviously a big chore. Very honest with my dad, um, uh, but wasn't anything uptight. And, um, and, you know, the rest is history. So with Coach Osborne, it's one of those things that is what you see is what you get. Every time you see him or I see him, you know, he asks how I'm doing, how my family's doing, my dad, um, uh, you know, kids and all that stuff. And, and, you know, he genuinely, truly cares. And not one time have you ever, I've ever, like, contacted him or, or – reached out for something uh, that he hasn't, you know, answered or, you know, gave you his attention. That's the, you know, he's coached every one of his players the same. Um, and a lot of those coaches have as well. I know that Coach McBride was on earlier in the week. And, you know, like I always say, the coach, the head coach is going to set the foundation. The other coaches are going to kind of take it and put their stamp on it. You know, Coach Samuel, who coached me um, my first two or three years here, you know, he's retired, living in Vegas. You know, if I'm down there seeing my mom, I always reach out to him and see him. Um, uh, you know, see Coach Darlington, I always catch up with him. Um, had a, you know, had a great relationship with uh, Coach Tenniper before he passed away. Have a very strong relationship with Coach Solich, Coach Brown, um, all the other coaches uh, that you can think of. Uh, Coach Steele, if I ever run into him, it's like, you know, so it's, it's they're all kind of like, you know, a spider web off of Coach Osborne. And so, um, you know, every time you t- every time you, you see him or talk to him, you feel, you know, appreciative, it's, you know, that he's around in good health. And, um, you know, he has the drive to do, uh, you know, bigger and greater things. And I think it's a really good uh, indicator of how he is where you see guys uh, trying to go out there and um, do, you know, give uh, acts of service, right? You know, whether it's the Foreman Foundation, whether it's the Warren Warren Academy, where you got Aaron Davis that goes out and does a lot of speaking engagements, where you got Ricky Simmons. Um, there's a great story, you know, with Terrell Farley, Jason Peters. Um, 
I don't know who else, if I'm missing anybody else. You know, I know Eric Warfield, when he was here, he used to give back a lot. So, and I'm, and there's plenty of more, plenty more that it's on a, you know, yearly basis and, and pretty active in the community. And, and if there's, you know, you, you, you can't say that Coach Osborne doesn't have, to have an influence on it because we've seen him do it when at the height of his career in Nebraska's football dominance and continue to do it. So, um, you know, he's had a big influence on all of us and uh, continues to do so, you know, every day. So um, that's why he's such a big figure. That's why Nebraska is such a big figure. That's why Nebraska – he's part of, a big part of the reason why Nebraska is thought of at, at the at the, at the the height or as the prestige that it is, even though the record isn't where we'd like it to be. You know, he's a big part of it. And then obviously the players and, uh, you know, the coaches and, and the staff that have kind of came through – um, with him and after him, if, if uh, you know, obviously benefited, but obviously try to hold, uphold their end of the bargain uh, set forth by Coach Osborne. How much of the, the the program success is based on those relationships rather than football IQ smarts? Right. That, it's, it's it's it was highly. I mean, look, they set the tone. I mean. Um, Nebraska was kind of in the forefront of uh, really uh, with the weight program, and then they've taken it. Then then they took it to a whole nother level. But that's how they we were able to get the maximum out of everybody, right? And then once you saw the the I guess the fruits of your labor per se, then it just became a way of life, and you and it was it built you up not only physically but mentally, and um, allowed you to go out there and play well. And it was just so it is the relationships. So when Coach Osborne comes to my house and I, you know, I ask him if I play an all-star game and I blow out my knee, you know, cause back then it was like, you always hear the stories of kids going off to play places and they blow out a knee and they get sent home. And he tells you, looks you in the eyes as you know, you make a commitment to me. I'm committed to you for the next four or five years, however long it takes, you know, whether you red shirt or whether you don't and you too, you know, I'm going to, and then he's, you know, say, well, I'm going to put you in the best position to get a great education and we've got a great support staff. And then he does it. Then you see him, you know, the prop, um, uh, when we, you know, prop 48, we, we were, you know, obviously had a lot of props where, you know, they got guys that were maybe from where they, you know, didn't have the support in high school or fortunate I was to have the support, you know, able to get, you know, your grades to what you need to be, to be eligible, get them here, get them the structure, get them eligible, continue along. And a lot of those guys graduate. So, it's, I mean, it's the relationship. So when you got somebody that's, you know, it's, it's built on something bigger than football, and then he asks you to go out there and, and do, you know. Show up. Show up. <laughs> You're going to more than show up, you know. And so that's what you want. And then and then when he's – this is what he doesn't get. A, I don't know. I'm sure he does. But his ability to – create a room in an environment of um, competitiveness, but then great peer pressure doesn't get, I don't think gets, gets enough um, credit because, you know, as much, and you talk, we could talk about, um, I know that there's an article about in-state recruits as far as basketball, in-state recruits as far as football, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff is great because I think it's a cycle, you know, you're going to go through three or four years where you have, great in-state recruits then it might be a lull and that's just the way it is right because we're not in louisiana or texas where you're just constantly going to be churning out power five kids because of just the pure numbers right yeah um 
But what he did a really good job of is looking at the personalities as well, how competitive you are, um, finding out about are you coachable, are you, you get what I'm saying, yeah. and then yeah. <clears throat> match you with people. I think in that room that can either keep you in check or bring the best out of you, and then match you with a coach that could do something else, right? So you're, it's like you're covering. If there's a square, right, of the four big things that you need to be successful. He's making sure he's doubling down on each four of those squares, and you're in the middle. So that means you're getting it from all four angles, and is building you up to the, be the best player um, and the best you know student athlete that you could be. If it didn't work out that way, it was a personal choice. You get what I'm saying? Um, there was always some. Not no, there were some other cases. I mean, it, it's not a hundred percent. But at the end of the day, if you came in and you wanted to be good and get the best out of your college experience, you, you're going to be set up to to do it. And not and that necessarily doesn't mean that you go on and go to the next level. It's like, do you be, become a you know, do, or you go from like a Joel Macavica? He had to go to he had to go and see something in Joel, even though he had older brothers there. But he had to get in front of Mister Macavica and say, okay, I know your son's coming from a you know eight man football. He comes here and works his tail off. Not only as a walk on, and if he gets to a certain part on the depth chart, he's going to be you know on scholarship. But we ain't going to hold him back because. Somebody else is coming from Kansas as a fullback. If he's the best player, he's going to play. So when you do that over and over and over, if Rico's your son, DP, and you are a Missouri alum or a Missouri fan, or you know what I mean, say you're from Missouri, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. then you're going to be like, okay, he's in good hands because you got, you know, you got you got that sheet right there. You got <clears throat> sheets upon sheets, film upon film. You know, as far as watching the games of guys that he's, um not made promises to give them uh, uh, tangible options and then held up his end of the bargain. But so how much now it's a little bit different now where, you know, when you're winning, uh, you know, when you're winning, the, the fewer questions, there's fewer questions and you will be, you will actually, if you decide to go. So here, here's a, here's a good analogy, right? Me leaving Minnesota. um, I didn't have to wear a scarlet letter. Because one Minnesota didn't recruit me until the end, right? And plus Minnesota wasn't winning, so the 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 light got shined on Minnesota as I became successful and as Nebraska became. Yeah, how success- did this happen? How did you? How did you right. Guy, right? Why would Jim Wacker, you know, officially first offer you to walk on, and you're better than anybody out there, and you're the state player that you, you get what and, I'm saying? And you're well, repeat that again. You know what I mean? Repeat or, that. No, 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 no. Kevin, repeat that again. It was Ke- it was Kevin Sumlin. <laughs> And it was Kevin. It was Kevin Kevin Sumlin. Here's here's the best story, and I'll have to have my dad tell you. Now you're gonna have to have have the dump button ready, because they were actually like me and DP here. That's Kevin Sumlin. I'm my dad. They're both getting haircuts. The I've been knowing Eddie. The his name is Eddie. He was cutting my. He's been cutting my hair ever since I got to Minnesota. And um, Daryl Thompson, who was whose son actually played for Indiana who was a great Minnesota running back, was there watching it. So it was all three of them, you know, and they'd always get cut on Fridays or whatever. And Kevin Sumlin, you know, thought he was, you know, King Dingling. They could think he came from TCU or whatever. So all they recruited is Texas kids. And my dad just stopped the haircut and just went off on him, left with his haircut not even done, drove back to where we lived, saw his haircut and one done, came back later because he thought he was going to fight him. So that's the funny story. I mean, obviously it gets into a little bit deeper, but ultimately when you're thinking about stuff like that, when you think when you're winning, you know, it 
and you you know back when we were coming up, it's more of a big deal than where you're not winning. Um, but then also that's where you get guys that maybe come and take a chance and walk on and 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 kids when we grew up had a lot more patience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and more and more realistic. I didn't show up on campus thinking that I I needed to play as a freshman or I needed to dress as a freshman. I don't need to put on a jersey. I don't need I didn't like Halloween. I don't need Halloween Saturday 12 times a a, a right. year right. just to kind of boost my own ego knowing I'm not getting on the field. I actually what inspired me more was sitting up in the stands in the student section mm-hmm. watching and I, when I was there, yeah, of course I was cheering, mm. but I was watching the game. I was seeing, I was trying to see what defenses they were run as a red shirt that I possibly learned just during a couple weeks during two days, and if they were executing it. Now, obviously, we were executing it to the maximum, but it's I was getting film study, but I had patience because I had a realistic view of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you had greatness in your in your space before you got here, right? But but I also knew that I didn't come down from Minnesota thinking it was all about me. You know, I didn't think that I. You know, yeah, Coach Coach Osmer said, "Look, if you're the best player, you're going to play. This is a great opportunity for you to come play at a major university. You're going to get great education and all that stuff." But by no means did he ever make promises that I was going to come in and start. I mean, heck, my roommate was Grant Wistrom. He was the number one defensive player in the whole nation. I think the USA Today um, player of the year. That was It was only blue chips in USA Today. That was a big deal. Who, was, who are these guys? It was, yeah, there was no Under Armour. There was no Army, Under Armour. There, there was no All-American game. No ESPN. ESPN. There, there was nothing, right? And there wasn't no hat reveals or anything like that. It was some curly, dorky-looking white kid from Web City, Web City Missouri. You know what I mean? Because I always mess with him. I was like, man, you got some brother in you, man, because you got coarse hair like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we were roommates, yeah. and he's way more high-profile than me. Yeah. And he didn't start as a freshman. He was a rotational player. Yeah. And he was ready to play. And I'm sure if he went to, I think it was between Nebraska and Michigan, I'm sure he would have probably started. But he came here and had the patience to earn his stripes. And obviously he's, now he's one of the best players to ever play here. So um, kids are different where they want to go from high school take a pit stop in college, and be the number one pick. That's their mindset. That is so stupid. That is just – I saw something about all the major players right now, oh, like making a difference in the playoffs, right? Whether it's Joe Burrow, Chase, Jimmy Garoppolo, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. They all were like three-star recruits. They all had to go through it, man. I mean – They all had to go through the it. The dude that said that Patrick Mahomes – was a reach for Kansas City. Yeah. You know when they do the draft things? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it wasn't PFF or whatever. But mm-hmm. whoever said that, you you cannot be employed anymore. No, they're all still employed. Yeah. They're all still employed. As a matter of fact, they're all highlighted. Cooper Cup was a zero-star recruit. Zero-star recruit. I mean, you know. Uh, that, they, they, and that's what the league is built on. I mean, obviously, you see the Tom Brady's and the Peyton Manning's and all well, those guys. Well, they're wrong on Brady. Like, <laughs> well, uh, but Yeah, but yeah, I'm just like saying everybody. They're wrong on Blake Brady. It's <laughs> Yeah, num- numerous rounds. Mm-hmm. They're wrong on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they're wrong on Russell Wilson. They're wrong on Jamarcus Russell. They're wrong on Paxton Lynch. They're wrong on Drew Locke. They're they're wrong on a lot of guys. They're you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So there's no exact science, but it comes down to um, it was a different situation, and guys would you know be willing to go and wait, and 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 it's not just waiting. It's getting better and earning your stripes. There's a pecking order when you walked into the meeting rooms and the locker room. It wasn't hazing. It was, look, 
DP is here. Terry Keneally's there. And Terry Keneally was starting, and behind him was Jason Peter. Okay? Jason Peter ended up being one of the best defensive linemen to ever play here. But Terry Keneally had walked, came from Nebraska, worked his tail off, and he was the captain. He was the dude. So there was a pecking order. Everybody had to go through it. So when you became an older guy, you gave back and taught guys what it was like. You know, one of the best things we used to do is have is like when the guys from the that were playing in the NFL would come and work out with us. Coach Osborne wanted that. It wasn't about being in the league. It was like, I'm watching you. We're in this together. This is what you could possibly be, but there is no days off. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Neil Smith would come back. Heck, when Trev was playing, he came back and talked. You get what I mean? These are guys that I I didn't know who the heck Trev was until he played against Florida State. And then by the time I got here, he already was gone. You get what I'm saying? Because he was being drafted. So, but for him to come back, then it was Corey Schlesinger. Then it was like Will Shields. All these guys would come back and even guys before them. You know, the Irvin Friars would come back and talk to us and, and give us some knowledge. And it all based on, you know, the, the brotherhood of trying to get Nebraska or keep Nebraska where we were at. And so when you're thinking about trying to connect with kids and get them to see, you know, what is it, the uh, – see the trees through the forest or whatever the saying is. I should know it. My grandma used to always tell me this. But, uh, um, you know, so just to see them a little bit, instead of seeing next week, see next year, you know, um, next season. Well, it's the work. Yeah. The, the work is required. I it, We all have that, that, that grandmother thing that's in place. I know, right? My grandmother said, baby, I can't give you everything because you won't respect it. You won't truly appreciate right. it. Everything earned, nothing given. Right. And – football and athletes collegiate athletics that's the thing that should be in every locker room yeah and like, it's, you'll I mean, get, one of the you'll best get what you earn if you work are you humble enough to win well the humbling is required no but are you humble enough to win that i mean people are saying humble people think like i guess antonio brown obviously isn't humble or like floyd mayweather but floyd mayweather is humble enough to win because you know what he's, he's humble enough to work but no, he, yeah, because if you're humble enough to win, that means you're going to work. If you're humble enough to understand that I have to do whatever I have to do to get to be the best I can be, that's being humble. Yeah. Now, the confidence and the cockiness comes. You know where that comes from? I outworked you, and I'm and I and I have a lot of pride in what we're about to do right here. So when we throw in these hands, my hands are better than yours. You want to know my hands are better than yours? Because I worked my tail off, and I know I did more than what you do. So now I'm about to show you. Now it comes all the stuff and all you know all that stuff comes with it, but it has no different whether well, it's basketball. Was a, there or football. was a confidence and an arrogance of elite Nebraska football teams because the work had already been done. It's, that's the way anybody is. Like that's like people talk about being humble. Uh, you, the, the humble is the fact that you will put lower yourself enough to work hard. Right. Like that's what that is. We'll throw it to break, uh, and you guys can chime in four zero two four six four five six eight five the Sardar Heyman text line, or you can call in the Honda Lincoln hotline. Again, the video streams are up on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, what we'll do next? Well, Rico will tell us what's up. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. For TBWHI at Day New York and Nissan ISKI code NOAY0005000, spot entitled My23 Aria Launch, GM brand fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with Tupop.
The all-new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E-Force all-wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expected availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery. E-Force only in Fort Worth with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. See yourself here.